LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Derek Hanna. And I'm Scott Sanders. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid, practical, gospel-centered tip for ministry every week. Is that the right intro, Scott? That is the right intro uh, every week. It's a promise. And uh, according to our wonderful producer, Tom, we need to be a little bit lighter. Uh, what do you mean by that? Well, I don't know if he was referring to my weight. I'm hoping he oh, wasn't. Oh, cheap shot. Because, Derek, you are looking, uh, you're looking quite sharp at the moment. I think he just wanted us to, you know, just be a little bit lighter. Share some, share some positive stories that we've seen of, of churches, you know, getting this sort of how thing right. And, and the, the wonderful thing is, we're seeing lots of, lots of good stuff happening That's true, in churches across That's Australia. True. Yes. Well, um, we can do that. We can do that. We can be light. Yeah, we absolutely. Can be light. Hopefully you're smiling on the other end right now. Now, The One Thing is a podcast that is brought to you with thanks to the Reach Australia Network. We want to see thousands of healthy, evangelistic, multiplying churches all across Australia. But for now, you press play on another episode of The One Thing, Reset. How are you going to get there? That's a great question. How are you going to get to the where? Because that was last episode. We were talking about, you know, start with the now interrogate reality, then you move to the where, where is it we actually want to go? And you asked that great question that, that we do in the consults around, um, you know, picture yourself in five years' time. Where would you want to be as a church? What kind of things would you want to see happen? Uh, and the question that, that we're asking now is, okay, let's work back a little bit. Let's make some solid plans as to how you actually achieve that goal. Um, is that right? That's what you're doing. That's right. And so I want to, I want to, I guess, you know, in this episode, push into that that sort of mission, uh, you know, question that we we started off with, and and also push back into the small groups, you know, the the how as well. But I guess my my sort of starting point for this is, uh, you know, what does the how look like? Uh, you know, Derek. You know, often, um, you know, you, you often you get a whole bunch of ideas thrown at you. You get a lot of loud voices. We really ought to be doing this. Uh, I I know my um, uh, my senior minister at church gets lots of feedback on his sermons um, week to week. Uh, so how do you sort of gather up those those hows? Uh, you know, are there are there too many hows coming in, or there's not enough hows? Just can I say, my assumption is knowing your senior minister, it's all positive about his sermons. <laughs> I've heard him preach; he's fantastic. He's great. Um, so your question is how do we how do we get to those house how do we how do we discern how do we filter all that yeah kind of... and and do you, do you often have enough house as well so I'm thinking back to you know your village your village church experience when you uh, you planted you're five years in you've kind of you've kind of pulled out everything in the ministry playbook yeah. you're getting down to the end and you're yeah. thinking I'm still not able to reach people I've tried this course I've tried that course I, I'm I'm kind of done I've lost all my creative juices. <laughs> Yeah, I thought. Yeah, that's interesting. That might not have been your experience. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, okay. Well, let's just run with that for the for the <laughs> for the time being. Um, I think the challenge in the how is um, depending on your personality as well. Um, so my my personality bent is to want to do something new every single week. <laughs> that's just how I, I'm wired. Um, so I want, and so the challenge for me in the how is is pulling back to where I want to go and limiting to that. 
and so, and sticking to what you've you've said you're going to do. Okay, well, let's absolutely. just give this a crack for a year. Yeah, let's just do it for another year. Yeah, yeah. and see how we go. Iterative change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like when I pull an old talk out. I think yeah, because I'll say agree to preach somewhere. Yeah, I've got to rewrite it all over again. It was I terrible. It. I think yeah, I could never preach that again. So you rewrite, and you just can't do that for every area of us. And in fact, it doesn't build confidence when you do that with people. Yep. And so if you you know particularly building mission heat, you run a, an evangelistic course. People only get used to it once. You run a different one next time. Everyone you know, no one knows what's going on. So partly with the how is whether it's an external pressure, whether it's an internal pressure, uh, limiting the decisions you make about what you're going to do that align with the, the where that you're going. So, um, so, so stick to it, you know, put the plan in place for the next 12 months, stick to it. Yep. And a key part of that is evaluating it. Yes. And, uh, and then repeating it, you know, church, there's a lot of things about church life that are regular and the ability to create regularity often means you can actually involve more people. Yeah, and the helpful thing in the consults that uh, that we talk about, we've talked about the conference as well, is you want to do building blocks as well. Like you, you're not trying to do everything in the first year. You're building one on the next on the next in order to get to where you want to go. And so part of, part of that is recognising it's compromising. You can't deliver something that's perfection in the first year, and you won't do it. You won't hit the silver board, um, but you need to compromise. I will. I might pull in resources that are eighty percent right over here, and maybe right somewhere over here. But I can't write everything from scratch. So I've got to work out how I hold that tension. Yes, not everyone's going to be happy with everything we do, but you've got to have that bigger picture of okay. I think this is where we need to go. Where we need to pour resources in order to get there, and we'll just keep iteratively changing. And that's what that's the goal in the how. So going going back to uh, our first episode where I raised the the issue, the problem of there's only forty percent of people in small groups. Yeah. Uh, you've gathered some of your key small group leaders together. Uh, you've identified. Yep, we want to have uh, seventy or eighty percent of people of of church uh, in small groups. We want these small groups. You know, you're really clear about what your small groups about. We want them primarily about digging into God's word to be an opportunity for us to pray for each other um, and to to build a little bit of mission here to church life. So you've clarified the where, um, but you're at forty percent, and you you've got your team together now. You are quite a creative bloke, you know. You, oh, thank you. Yeah, you yeah. you love thinking about ideas. So not doing anything, but just thinking <laughs> about stuff. But you've 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 got the team together, and you've thrown out a whole bunch of ideas on the yeah. table. So you know, give us some ideas. Okay, well, just on that one, shooting from the hip on that one. Uh, we didn't we didn't test the waters with this beforehand, but let's uh, let's go with it now. Let's assume you've got forty percent of people owning groups. You want seventy percent. Um, uh, one of the things that you might discover when you interrogate the reality in the now is that your leaders are ill-equipped. They don't know what their groups are for. So actually, um, you nearly have at some point 70% of people in groups, but they keep going in and dropping out. And so perhaps what you actually need to do is rather the integration systems into group might actually be working quite well but there's a massive dropout rate in there. And so maybe the first thing you do in the first year is around leadership. Yep. How is it you clarify what small groups, you you talk to leadership, you build that. So there's the... So, so get the hel- get a healthy leadership platform and, and probably recruit, recruit some more leaders so you've got leaders for groups to go into. Absolutely. So you decide not to write any material at you. You just scrape and scrap it from everywhere else. That's what you're doing. Um, so you're pulling material from other churches, small groups. So you're not writing and you align your, your talks around that in order to, uh, to create a bit of time to create some leadership development material to pull your leaders onto the same page. That's your first year. The second year, uh, you might be beginning to take the next step, which may be you start to write material and expand it in ways that drive into mission heat, into being prayerful, into all those kind of things that you want groups to be. But you don't do it in the first year. 
The third year, you take the next step. So that would be that'd be my first thought. You've got to understand reality. You want to get to 70%, but you won't be able to get to 70% um, unless you actually understand reality and then make those house no, but, steps. But Derek, I've got some great ideas. Like uh, what, we, we just need to have this uh, Bible study series, you know, and... I know they do it down the church down the road. Yes, uh, and we need to have food. Yeah. In fact, we need to have really good dinners at yes. all our. Uh, is that down the things. church down the road as well? Uh, <laughs> and because you should go to that church down the road. And what we need is actually uh, intergenerational groups. Yeah. And what we need is uh, no men and women yeah. uh, reading the Bible together. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, what we need is men's focus groups where we eat lots of you know slow cooked meat. That's the answer to getting our you know forty percent back. And it tells you all the things. I, I know you're being a bit facetious, <laughs> but they're all good ideas and they're all good things to observe. And this is the challenge of leadership right there. It, it is the saying no to stuff. Um, it is the being clear about where you're going and the things that you need to do now. So partially care for me, because I'm excited about small groups. Yeah. They've been the thing that has grown me the most. You yeah. know, uh, And my small group is the best. You know, We have such a fun time. Yeah. Partially care for me and you know, in breaking some of my, my, my dreams down. What does it look like with that group of people gathered together to actually helpfully start to, you know, pull apart and, and work towards that? We're going to do these things this first year. Yeah. We're going to start moving towards these things in the second year and then these things in the third year. Yeah, well, it has to begin with gospel convictions there. I know that feels like a motherhood statement, but but actually you can't, again, you'll play whack-a-mole with individuals and people if you just if you just kind of either come down hard and say, no, we're not doing that, or just uh, articulate your focus on this area, not that area. Uh, that you might need to get to that point at some point. But actually, I want to say you want to begin with gospel convictions. Uh, you want to push into who is it that we are here to reach? How are we trying to reach them? What are the things we're going to do with our limited resources? And that's the platform from which you can say to people in a reasonable and fair way and have a discussion around. Um, yes, we, I would love to do that, but we don't have the resources. We're not in a position to do that. Um, and so I love the fact that your heart is there. But will you join us in doing these things uh, that we think we can do in order to make the most impact uh, and we can keep having this dialogue and conversation? And again, this is where having clarity about the where mm. helps you say no to those things. Mm. So yes, Scott, great ideas. Love your thinking. But that's not where we're going. Yeah. You know, it has, and, and here's how we don't you know, think. So getting clarity on that, on that where piece is really important to help say no to some of the Really good ideas that I've just given you, Derek. They are amazing ideas. You've just broken my dreams again and said no to stuff. I'm sorry about that. One more time. But uh, that's a Hamilton song, isn't it? Anyway, (laughs) the the question in there as well, the little data point I want to throw in is, I think you do need to listen well to people in that space because you could be wrong, actually. They could be onto something uh, that you've missed in, in terms of, alignment or, or things that will make an impact. So, yeah. so for someone who whose personality is driven by that sort of forward thinking space mm-hmm. and someone who's really thoughtful about ministry, you know, and so has, has you know, got good ideas and knows where you're going. You listen we, to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you're saying, yeah, okay, go. <laughs> so what, so what, like, what does that look like, you know, to, to, I guess to not speak and to not be quick to throw in your, your answer as, as a senior minister? Again, even though knowing that leadership, yeah. you know, part of leadership is actually um, moving people to where they don't want to go or, you yeah. know, moving people to a place that they actually can't see. Uh, you know, so again, great. how do you how do you hold off? Yeah, it's great because and so uh, a wise woman, Kathy Hurd, said this a while ago, and she's absolutely right. I'm sure other people have said it well, but but um, so much of, of leadership is listening and hearing people out because wouldn't it's I think people really just want to feel like they are heard sometimes. 
people don't always feel like they have to get their way, but they do want to feel like they're being heard. So part of leadership is continuing to mine those conversations, even when it's uncomfortable, but being resilient and confident enough in who you are in Christ and your leadership to keep asking, to keep talking to me about what do you, what do you mean by that? So listening longer than you think you need to. Okay, really helpful. So we've got you know getting clarity on that where question and coming back to that to be able to say no. The importance of just listening uh, and letting people you know hear out. So don't don't be too quick to stop that process of throwing ideas about. Uh, but also don't be so quick to say that's a dumb idea because I haven't thought about yeah, it either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thirdly, uh, we've used a tool and encouraged a whole bunch of churches to use a, a cost ver- cost impact tool is what we talk about, which is which is actually throwing all those ideas up on a on a on a graph, a simple graph. Along the vertical axis is uh, the cost. Along the horizontal axis is the impact. And actually, as you're having those conversations, be asking, well, what's this going to cost us in terms of time and resources? Uh, and then what's the impact? And in that process, you'll actually find people will get gr- greater, sharper clarity about their idea. Mm. Um, you know, we'll realize that it's going to cost a lot to do slow cook meats every week with the men at church. Worth it. Uh, worth it. <laughs> yes, worth it. Uh, so, so you're actually getting a chance to actually hone, sharpen ideas. But then actually drawing a line through it and saying, you know, this is this is really our resource limit. Uh, so putting a line through what 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 can we actually pull off that's not too costly and that actually gives us the most income. Because I think the third mistake people make in this sort of where, well, the fourth mistake people make in this uh, where place is actually trying to do too much. Yeah. So you've helpfully given us, let's think about what we can achieve in the next 12 months, 24 months, three years. Let's kind of break it down in bite-sizable chunks. But also being able to say no to some things and not do everything, which is really, really hard. Again, yeah, it is because uh, you're going to disappoint me again, aren't you? You're going to uh, say no. Well, well, well. Let's be. Let's. I want to pick up on your slow cook meal uh, meat <laughs> idea because I'm thinking now of uh, brisket. But there's, there's. Let's say you did the cost versus uh, impact analysis. There, you've got it on the page. One of the things you're looking for is not just to to say these. Uh, we're thinking ecosystem. These things don't work individually. They all work together. They all uh, are, pulling, are pulling from the same resources. But there may be a way to combine some of them that achieve multiple aims in one thing. So, for example, if you had, let's say you had five or six guys or ten guys um, in your church who are absolutely passionate about slow cooking. You know those, those um, what are they green, called? The green eggs. Yeah, what are they? Green e- are they called green eggs, I think. Okay, you, with, where you stick meat in and then you smoke them for hours. Um you got guys who are passionate about that, just do it weekends. You could combine guys getting together on a weekend in order to do it. Some sort of group where they got together, they did it together, discipleship in some way, like it was it was quite informal, older guys teaching younger guys how to smoke meat, and you ate that on the Sunday. Now, again, I'm just spitballing here, but I'm saying you can see how you can, if you're beginning to, in a room with leaders and a group of people, you can begin to be creative about how you get to the outcomes that you've got without just thinking I need one thing for each of those outcomes. And so that is the how conversation in there. Yeah, good, good. So um, we've, we've raised a few things, the importance of listening, uh, the importance of generating ideas, uh, you know, with a group and being, you know, slow to sort of say, here's where we ought to go. Uh, and then, you know, have that conversation out loud with people uh, around the cost versus impact, you know, deciding on doing a few things because you can't actually do everything, and the thing you just say yes to means you actually can't say uh, yes to other things. So just being, you know, realistic about 
uh, capacity and resources. Mm-hmm. I think the, the one sort of final thing I want to push into in, the, in this how piece is, is just alignment. Uh, and so coming back to that alignment piece, uh, how, how is it that, you know, just again, thinking about small groups, how do we get that alignment with the overall sort of big vision of where we're going? You know, we want to be a church that's making mature disciples in ever increasing number in our context. How do we actually, uh, in the how, keep coming back to uh, getting alignment, you know, at the, uh, you know, with that large overall goal? Well, can I take it slightly just to, on a tangent to answer that question? Can I talk about multiplication mm. stuff in a moment? Because this is a classic, uh, a classic example, I think, of the where often being articulated. We want to plant a church, um, but there being no how around it, and there is quite a lag between deciding I'm going to plant a church and planting a church. Quite a long lag. You need to find leaders. You need to find a leader. You need to be sure they're aligned with your DNA. Uh, You need to uh, train them for that. You need to find the money. You need to find a location. Then you need to send them out. All the while, you're continuing to build a vision for the church that's sending so that they just don't feel like they're the left behind. What's the bigger vision? Now, that that can often take, if you're starting from scratch now, that will take five or six years. So this is one of the reasons, this, you know, in brackets, shameless plug here, it's one of the reasons why we're doing these kind of multiplication consults that just talk about this. Because we want churches to start thinking about planning, even if they're 10 years away now. They might think they're two years away, but there's all these steps in there. And so the where is we want to plant a church and we want to plant a church over there. But actually the how, well, you've got to break that down. You've got where are we going to find leaders from? Where are we going to plant? Where are we going to get the money from? What plan are we going to use to train them? All those kinds of things. If you don't push into the how. So anyway, all, all I'm saying with this is uh, the the where might be a, a beautiful vision, plant a church, as with anything else. But unless you get the how and you plan it forward and you break it down over the years, you will not get there. It'll just be an ideal that you have. Um, so anyway, shameless plug, registrate.com.au. There's a console page. You can see all the different type of consoles. We're coming out and doing these multiplication consults around planting and other things as well, the church health consults, but shameless plug for the multiplication consult. Uh, so, Derek, what's the one thing for understanding the how? Well, obviously, you have to be clear on the where, but having been clear on the where, you have to break it down and you have to get alignment about achieving that where and then stick to it. Not in a rigid way, but in a way that doesn't get distracted and so you actually get to the where you want. Well, let me just talk quickly about the toolbox. Uh, Derek's already mentioned uh, the multiplication consult and a bunch of other consults as well. Registrate, we want to help churches get healthy, multiplying and evangelistic as well. So uh, reach out to uh, us and we'll uh, help you think into that as, uh, as a church. Often I reckon it's really helpful to have someone who's outside of your context help you in that conversation uh, as well. There's a whole bunch of resources as well on the online resource library. Uh, can I encourage you again? Uh, this month, we're encouraging uh, people to give one a one-off donation, uh, a one-off gift so we can keep uh, producing podcasts like this and also a whole bunch of other resources uh, for churches across Australia. Uh, so check out reachaustralia.com.au forward slash give. I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Hanna. Chat soon.